0: things to get to you, Rip, from today's headlines, but uh, first I just want to follow up briefly on what Marshall was saying a few minutes ago um, about the uh, biggest utility in America, Pacific Gas and Electric, and the fires, and the millions of people blacked out, and supposedly the tech capital of the globe got no electricity, and the rest of it... The lying, lying, pretty, pretty governor of Cal Unicornia, Gavin Newsom, is trying to deflect political blame. And I quote, it's about, well, you got to say it as, as Batman. Who's the growliest Batman, Sean? Was it? Oh, uh, Christian Bale. Christian by far. Bale, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about dog-eat-dog capitalism. Me- you know, that's kind of distracting from the actual words. I'll just use my voice. It's about dog-eat-dog capitalism meeting climate change. It's about corporate greed meeting climate change. It's about decades of mismanagement. Ah, finally, that last part is kind of true. But the idea that it's dog-eat-dog capitalism meeting climate change is absolutely hilarious. Pacific Gab, the Gas and Electric, which has plenty of sins to answer for, can't do squat without the approval of the Public Utilities Commission, which is part of the government of California. The Wall Street Journal editorial board, writing a heck of a solid editorial uh, when this came out, uh, a couple of days ago, um, about the reality of it. And you need to know the reality. How did the most technically advanced place on Earth get to the point that the part that's not on fire is blacked out. Well, they make the point that Democrats for years have treated PG&E as their de facto political subsidiary, and the wildfires and blackouts are the direct result of their mismanagement. The State Public Utilities Commission is in charge of enforcing state safety laws and regulations, and they can fine PG&E up to $50,000 a day for not maintaining their gear properly, for not being safe. PG&E, let's see, I've got to do some math real quickly. Over the last several years, PG&E received zero safety fines. Zero. So, what was the state of California barking at PG&E to do? State law mandates the utilities obtain a third of the electrical generation from renewables, wind and solar, for instance, by next year, and 60% by 10 years later. Utilities are spending hundreds of millions of dollars each year to reduce the cost of green energy for low-income households. The Wall Street Journal editorial board says pg and has prioritized political obeisance over safety. Fancy word meaning uh, obey. For instance, the leg- just a couple of examples, a couple of years ago, legislature said you got to spend $100 million a year on solar systems for poor folks. That's on top of 2.2 billion dollars in customer rebates for rooftop solar installations. Um blah 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 plus you get a break on your bill, 150 million battery storage, sustainable technologies, 130 million over the next three years to install 7,500 electric car stations and offer drivers an $800 clean fuel rebate. Now, maybe you're in favor of all that stuff. <clears throat> you're super green, and that's cool. whatever. But as the WSJ puts it, all of this has been part of a democratic political strategy to use PG&E to advance their climate agenda without raising raising taxes. Californians have instead paid through higher electric rates. PG&E rates are twice as high as the rates in Oregon and Washington. Those are western states. Those are green states. Those are heavily forested states. What's going on here? What's the difference? Twice as high, even as PG&E have had to redirect capital and ratepayer revenue away from fortifying the grid and tree trimming, okay? Democrats are accusing PG&E of putting profits over safety, but the Utilities Commission approves its return on equity based on what's needed to attract private investment. That gets into a little bit of a technicality, but the long and short of it is, to keep getting financing, they have to have certain return on their, their stock. Cause there are, there are, um, what do you call it? Um, the, the shareholders for PG&E. It's a, it's a near monopoly. Well, it is a monopoly in certain parts of Cal Unicornia. Um, and they can't like change out their copier paper with state, uh, without state approval, but they have shareholders and they make a profit. But how much profit and where it goes is regulated by the state. So you got this situation with an unholy combination of, of uh, capitalism and, and government and trying to execute, to my mind, to some extent, pretty unicornian green policies to be the world leader in this and and to look super great. And then you combine that with the environmental wackadoos in the 80s especially, it was the late 80s, that many of the forestry practices that were in place, letting, letting fires happen, letting them burn, uh, controlled burns, uh, clearing forests, defoliation, pre-emergence. It's uh, any gardener knows this. It's chemicals you put on the ground so nothing sprouts. And doing that all along the, the power line, the big giant, I mean, those really impressive towers with lots of wires and all that. They would spray that so nothing could grow so it wouldn't dry out in the summertime in California and, and then burst into flames. But the environmental wackadoodle left got all of that stopped. Um, and listen, if you want to argue that some of the chemicals were not so good, maybe we can find other ones or, or whatever. That's fine. But I'm not talking about people who just like the outdoors and want to be smart with the environment. I'm talking about the way out Their wackadoos. They controlled state policy. Mentioned this earlier. Back when, uh, well, a couple of occasions. Number one, 2017, when the horrific fires attacked the uh, North Bay Area and then the following year, Paradise, California, the infamous fire that killed, gosh, people, uh, 83 people, I think it was. Just a, a nightmare, a horrific nightmare, especially in the developed world. Um, we got stacks of emails from folks who used to be employed maintaining the forests of the western United States knew how to do it, knew the practices, knew that they worked, who were told to stand down decades ago. Because, uh, honest to God, the, the spotted owl thing and the environmental wackadoodles. And they were not permitted to do their jobs. Um, they were ordered not to do their jobs. And they knew precisely what would happen. And they warned the powers that be, and they begged them to listen. And they got nowhere. Because it's all about money and it's all about uh, showy ideology, uh, especially in the West where you just it's virtue signaling fest. Um, and so when when Gavin pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom says <clears throat> it's about dog eat dog capitalism meeting climate change, it's about corporate greed meeting climate change. He is lying because he is desperate <laughs> That the government of California and the Democratic Party not be blamed for what they clearly are responsible for. Calling you on your S, Gavin. Why don't you tell the truth and be a real leader instead of just covering up for your party's sins? It's pathetic. Oh, speaking of pathetic, Al Sharpton. Tell you what, someday he is going to pass and I am going to mourn with everyone because he is such a treat. Did you hear his uh, announcement of the breaking news about Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi getting blown to bits? Hilarious. Plus, the Washington Post's indefensible headline, and much, much more to come.
1: Armstrong
0: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Many months of effort came together, intelligence services, the military, the Kurds, goodness knows what sources in the Middle East, figured where al-Baghdadi was, the leader of the Islamic State, after all these years, and this guy had gone deep to ground, figured out where he was, raided the compound, blew the hell out of it, chased him down a tunnel. He exploded his suicide vest and took himself and three kids up to meet Allah, depending on your uh, beliefs. And uh, he's gone now. Now, that was, he was doing the human shield thing? Well, you? it depends who you ask. Okay. Um, but this is the way the, uh, the president uh, explained it. Clip number 10.
1: There, A brutal killer, one who has caused so much hardship and death. Has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man,
0: woman, or child. So, this monster who led perhaps the most monstrous and indefensible Islamic fundamentalist organization uh, ever is dead, having raped the thousands of women, having beheaded innocents, having tortured God knows how many people having caused the starvation, murder, and rape of the Yazidi people. It goes on and on and on. Having executed innumerable innocent people for the crime of being gay, uh, utterly indefensible, he's finally dead. And, of course, uh, Nancy Pelosi and crew tried to find something to criticize, and they went with the, he told the Russians, but he didn't tell us, angle, which is idiotic. But, um, at any rate, it's, it's a good thing he's dead. And let's hope it weakens that ideology, although it'll probably it'll spring back in some form or another. Um, But uh, there are a couple angles to the story, apart from the facts, including uh, the always fabulous, the invaluable, the genius that is Al Sharpton with his announcement.
2: President Trump said that because of the killing of Al Baghdadi,
0: Baghdadi, that the world is a better place. and i would give credit to he and those that were responsible for it but we have a lot of work that must still be done in the area of terrorism in the same area of the world where al-baghdadi was and in our own nation well (laughs) i appreciate you giving credit to he perhaps you could drop a note to he Maybe even give he a present. <laughs> Al. <laughs> Al Bagdagi. Do we have that part just already? Al Bagdagi. Yeah. Bagdagi. All right. So this monster whose sins I gave you the thumbnail version of because you could go on forever and ever. If you've put some of the horrors of his uh, reign out of your head, good for you. I don't blame you. So now, if I had one of those decks of the
3: uh, the your your terrorist playing cards, right, where uh, Osama was an ace, yeah, with was this guy? Would he also be an ace? Would he be a king on that ranking? Would he is, is it similar?
0: You know, is, ace or king? Okay, yeah, we'd have to get into the wor- weeds to really describe that properly. But yeah, he was a very big deal. Um, Al Baghdadi, Baghdadi, and there is actually some level of belief that his death might help al qaeda because there's a bit of a personality conflict uh, difference of philosophy between al baghdadi al baghdadi baghdadi and uh and 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 uh, old man's old man Osama's boy, who's now croaked, but there are other leaders now in, Osama, in uh, Al-Qaeda. So it's thought that maybe with him out of the way, some of the ISIS guys would reunite with Al-Qaeda or whatever, because yeah. they're rivals. But we'll see what happens, and then we'll kill them. Anyway, um, so you had the uh, Al Sharpton thing, and then the Washington Post, inexplicably, they popped up the headline, the terrorist leader uh, Baghdadi, head of ISIS, is dead. But then they quickly changed that to the following. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. Again, Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. As if he was, you know, some theologian who had a heart attack ahead of his time. Well, the internet goes crazy over everything. But I think in this case, the internet was right. And the WAPO quickly, in the person of their VP of News, I think she is Christine Kelly, tweeted, regarding our al-Baghdadi obituary, the headline should never have read that way, and we changed it quickly. So it was my fault. I read it that way. Right, exactly. It shouldn't have read that way. No, i got to read better then. Exactly. What kind of reader are you?
3: Terrible. I, I thought I was just reading the words that were written in front of me. But apparently I'm supposed to do some extra work on that.
0: Right, exactly. So anyway, uh, yeah, that passive voice, if you're a fan of, uh, writing and rhetoric, using that passive voice was such a cowardly choice, but they changed it back to terrorist leader, blah, 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 um, which is appreciated. But, uh, some of the, so this, this uh, hashtag got started. Hashtag WAPO death notices. <laughs> S- some of my favorites include, um, Charles Manson, famous songwriter and meditation leader, dead at 83. Al Capone, noted self-made entrepreneur, dies at 48. Let's see, scrolling up. Jeffrey Dahmer, LGBT activist pioneer, unconventional romantic, and avant-garde gastronomist, passed away at age 34, surrounded by his caretakers. Oh, here you go, Wizard of Oz fans. Wicked Witch of the West, devoted sister, broom enthusiast, died suddenly from oversaturation. (laughs) Age unknown. And uh, we could end with this. Adolf Hitler, passionate community planner and dynamic public speaker, dies at 56. Nice. Oh, okay. One for the Star Wars nerds. Emperor Palpatine, austere holder of emergency powers and advocate for democracy, died after a fall. That's, oh, that's, uh, that's our friend uh, Robbie Suave of Reason.
3: Yeah, he had a he couple posted. really good ones. He had, a, he had a Lord of the Rings-themed one, a, a Game of Thrones-themed one. The Game of Thrones one. Ramsey Bolton, austere diplomat and animal caretaker, <laughs> passed away
0: at home, surrounded by his dogs. Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, he was surrounded by his dogs, all right, as they were chewing on him. Oh, here you go. Uh, fellow Chicagoans and studier, uh, students of uh, serial killers... John Wayne Gacy, eccentric children's performer, dies at 52. Wow. That's good. Oh, that's Ash Scow, who we used to talk about from the uh, Washington Examiner. I was busy doing stupid stuff all day yesterday. Not stupid stuff, fun stuff. Family stuff and watching football and baseball and taking care of housework and stuff like that. And so I I wasn't super plugged in. I wish I'd gotten in on that hashtag. That would have been fun yeah oh, well, uh Marshall Phillips is busily putting together uh, our headlines for a few moments from now. Marshall. What are you going to hit us with? Well the nation 's
1: most populous state sitting in the dark while burning up you got a congresswoman resigning right in the midst of a hot hot sex scandal, and you got some vacation time left. Boy, do I have some
0: deals for you coming up also speaking of third world areas uh California and Pakistan. Um, there's a Pakistani city where a huge proportion of their kids are HIV positive, oh. because of the horrific state of third world medical care. There, it's a shocking tale. We'll we'll touch on that among other things coming up. <laughs>
2: What's
1: happening around the world? Let's get some headlines from Marshall Phillips. Well, California is under a state of emergency as we have multiple wildfires continuing to scorch the state. Governor Gavin Newsom declaring that emergency. Newsom saying that officials are employing all resources to respond to the fires. The biggest one right now is the Kincaid Fire. That is burning in California's wine country. That is now over 66,000 acres. And it had been 10% contained uh, as of a day or so ago. Now it's only 5% contained. Almost 200,000 people have been evacuated from their homes because of the out-of-control wildfire.
0: You know, one thing we haven't talked about a lot because it's getting into the the weeds a little bit and people are not affected by it, might not care, but the insurance... Problem: The homeowners insurance problem in uh, Cal Unicornia is getting worse and worse as more and more companies are dropping out of the market. Right, and I understand there's an insurer of last resort through the state that I don't know much about. But if there are hundreds of millions or billions of dollars worth of properties, many of which are mortgaged, yep, uh, which are uninsurable, you know who's going to howl? Is the banks, the banks who yep. hold those mortgages? Um, And and when the big banks speak, the politicians finally uh, sit up and listen in a way they don't listen to you and me. Right. But where that goes will be interesting to follow because something's got to give.
1: Yep, yep, yep. You're absolutely right. Now, all of this is going on, all of these situations with the fires and the evacuations, all of this is going on as millions of people in California are on track to have their lights come back on, but not as soon as they thought. It looks like... Instead of getting restored today or tomorrow, another round of strong winds is now threatening to damage power lines and spark fires. So PG&E is saying we may have another round of power shutoffs around the state. Would not shock me. Yeah, so that could mean, I mean, if you're sitting in the dark now, it could be uh, mean you'd be sitting in the dark uh, till Thursday or Friday. Fox News reporting, according to its sources, the remains of ISIS leader al-Baghdadi have already been buried at sea. That's... uh,
0: A.K.A. thrown into the ocean.
1: That is pretty similar to what was done with the remains of Osama bin Laden, the move uh, to avoid the chance of a location where someone or group may want to uh, set up a shrine. Feeding the fish. Yes. So that has been taken care of. U.S. Representative Katie Hill, a Democrat from California, the latest Washington poll to lose her job over a sex scandal. She announced her resignation yesterday after a series of reports about her improper relationships with not one, but two members of her staff, one male and one female. It appears that her soon-to-be ex-husband is behind a lot of the tabloid revelations.
0: Now yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier and if we were one of those uh, shows that was merely a 4-hour long podcast um it'd be worth talking about okay she she was guilty of various things that are not considered cool it does seem like it was revenge porn yeah. though by her jilted ex which is absolutely repugnant behavior then I uh, I followed a link I read a chunk of an article that was about one of the reasons women don't run for office or get involved is if they had any periods of their life that were not very conservative sexually, yeah. you know, they're they're active a little bit. They had a handful of boyfriends. Maybe they, I don't know, slept around, whatever. They cannot get away with that in the way that a dude could. And especially if there are pictures or, or whatever, right. that, that, that crushes a woman's chances in the way that maybe uh, guys wouldn't be like I say there's there's so many angles to this part of that is the difference between having an innie and an outy and you can deny that there there's a difference in that in terms of sexual behavior but you're wrong um which is not to say it's justified when you're talking about people's careers and politicians but it it just it's different um but the revenge porn angle of it I got to admit the fact that she's a bisexual pot smoking Tattooed wild child child congresswoman, that's kind of fun to talk about. I don't deny it. It's it's great gossip. But the fact that it's her pissed off ex-husband putting this stuff out to like the 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 Daily Globe or whatever it is. Daily Mail. Yeah. Yeah. Daily Mail, right, Yeah. yeah. That's that's not good. That's pretty sick.
1: Well, my friends, if you're still if you still have some vacation time to use up, you might want to know there are still two more deal zones left in 2019 in which you can find a really affordable flight the first deal zone is the first half of november before people begin to fly after thanksgiving mm. and the second is right after thanksgiving when travelers begin to come home around december the 4th and that continues
0: till mid-december Right, because nobody's going to go visit Aunt Jane on right. December the thirteenth. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. So they're saying if you, uh, you know, if you want to get into some really good deals, uh, you know, take a look and maybe you go ahead and book your trip now. And they're also saying to get the best uh, fares, don't shop on an airline's website. Use a comparison site that will show you multiple carriers, mm. and then you can cherry pick that way. <laughs> Meanwhile, in sport, in the World Series, the Astros are back on top after their bats really came alive. And Springer hits it
3: in the air deep to left field, and you can kiss it goodbye. A two-run home run for George Springer.
0: I said it before, I'll stand by my words. He's the second greatest Springer after Jerry. Uh, Unbelievable hitter. It's so strange that the home team has lost every single game in the World Series. Root, root, root for the home team indeed. I mean, you you got to believe the Nationals and their fans are pretty sick to their stomachs after dropping three in a row at yep. home, and now they're heading back to Houston. But yep. by the perverse logic of this series, I don't know, maybe they have renewed hope. Mean- I, I tell you what, a, a buddy of mine texted me from Vegas, Las Vegas. Uh, oh, okay. And okay. He, uh, I'm tracking now. <laughs> yes, He said, uh, hey, I'm at the Sportsbook. You want me to put anything down for you? Because I'm known to, you know, offer up a wager now and again, including an absolutely idiotic one that I, uh, I made the other day. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I said, no, no, thank you. I, I almost texted him back and said, hey, put a chunk of money on the Nationals, thinking no way they lose three in a row at home. Uh, right. right. Um, but A, I did not know that they would. And B, that their ace, Max Scherzer. Would be a no-show for the game, because I, I think he has back problem. Yep. Um, yeah, so, wow, what a strange series. Meanwhile, at the
1: uh, World Series uh, game, uh, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, showed up to sit and watch some of the sport, and the crowd went wild. by the President,
0: the President of the They're going, they're
2: saying
3: So there was that, and then there was also this video that was making the rounds, also uh, from the game. This one uh, much easier to hear.
0: Oh my! Lock him up! Lock him up! That's Unfortunate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> come on now, folks. Can't we all come together and. Geese
1: and
3: ganders us. and whatnot. I
1: mean, right, wave it, 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 to the right. president.
0: It's the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming together. Houston <laughs> and <laughs> Washington, yeah. Democrats, Dealing, Republicans, uh, men and women, clothed and unclothed. There's <laughs> some Instagram skank shoulder Hooters. Oh, uh, there were two. Uh, a couple. Two
3: Hooters? Two. Uh, no, two gals. Two oh, gals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Generally, yeah. they come in pairs. Thank thank you oh, both. Safety in
0: numbers. <laughs> all right, there you go. Okay, super girls. Okay, great.
3: There you go. That's
1: your news.
0: Congratulations on owning breasts.
1: I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience
0: of the nation. Yeah, yeah. If you were to ask me, uh, or or perhaps offer me a wager on who's going to emerge the World Series champ, I guess I would have to go with Houston. But it would be with a great deal of, of trepidation. I do not know.
1: Well, you'll recall, you'll recall. That earlier today, I withdrew my support of the Nationals. Right. Because apparently my declared love of the Nationals on Friday cooled them to such a point right. that they lost three games in a row.
0: So now, you I, you brought home the bacon. I, Did you have... Uh, investments on the individual games and the series as a whole no i had an indivi- i had
1: a bet on the first game okay uh, an investment on the first game, oh, right yes and yes. an investment on the
0: winner of the whole series oh i see okay just game one and, yeah, and overall yeah, okay.
1: yeah so that's why i'm saying i publicly i'm backing away from the nationals i'm not going to be cool with them anymore I'm
0: interesting portfolio yeah. maybe you should have held back on the bacon until both bets had been decided <laughs> Although I do not know the relative size of said bets, I did appreciate the pork. All right, we're going to go out strong. Oh, man, you know what? i got to tell you about this city in Pakistan where an unreal percentage of the population has HIV, and why? Oh, man, it's coming up next.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Senator and ghost pointing to where the murder happened, Mitch McConnell (laughs) (laughs) denied a claim that he referred to the Ukraine call as perfect because the only time Mitch McConnell has ever said something was perfect is when he saw a child drop her ice cream cone and lose her balloon at the same time.
0: now that's that's not fair at all <coughs> ghost pointing to where the murder happened oh beautiful so uh there's a shot at mitch for you how about trey gowdy speaking a little truth about the state of the so-called impeachment hearings and why they're being in his opinion uh, conducted so badly
2: well, you can't pick and choose which aspects of due process you're going to use. It's not just the privacy. I mean, the reason we respect executive branch investigations isn't because they're behind closed doors. It's because there are no leaks. I mean, John Durham, you have no idea what John Durham has been doing. You have no idea what Michael Horowitz is going to say in his FISA report. There were no leaks with Bob Mueller. You contrast that with the fact that Adam Schiff has had more press conferences this weekend than those three men have had in their lives. He uses an opening statement to give a parody. He lies about a whistleblower. So Mm -hmm. yes, I prefer executive branch investigations because they're fact-centric, because you wait until the end to draw conclusions, and because there are no leaks. So I do understand the Republican frustration. With the current investigation, my bias has always been towards investigations that wait until the end before they share their conclusions. It's just not fair to do it on an hour-by-hour basis. One other point, Margaret, there's a reason in courtrooms. The judge tells the jury, you can't even begin to make up your mind until the last witness has testified and the last piece of evidence has been introduced. I mean, if it's good enough for the justice system, why should it not also be good enough for the political system?
0: That's good stuff. So here's a, a good case of both being true. So the Republicans hold that stunt the other day where they storm into the hearing room and claim we need, a, you know, fairness and, and, and transparency and the rest of it. As the Democrats and their hired media made clear, well, there are Republicans in those hearings. They're They're part of the committees. They're more than happy to ask questions and. More than welcome, rather, and they have staffers to ask questions and the rest of it. It is fair. Um, And that was true. On the other hand, the fact that every single hearing, select phrases and sentences and facts were leaked every single day is just utterly indefensible. It's just awful. And it's obvious what's going on. It's just it's collecting campaign dirt. Like I've told you all along is going on with this. If they accidentally come across some delicious acorn of impeachability, well, then maybe they actually impeach Trump and conceivably he gets tossed out of office. But that's not what this is about. And Nancy knows this. She would tell you if she was telling the truth. It's about digging up as much dirt as possible, making the president look as bad as possible and then seeing what happens. So yeah, it's just phony. I love Trey Gowdy. Um, I agree with him a lot. Uh, but the thing about Trey Gowdy is, if he um, if he comes across a truth or principle that doesn't serve his side, he'll say so out loud. Um, he's you know he's a truth teller, and I like him. He's an odd looking little duck, but you know that's not his fault. Um, he needs to dye his hair. A little nice sandy brown, I think, would look good. His hair is practically transparent. And his mustache is practically transparent, so it's just—it's an odd look. I have a feeling if you looked at his sixth-grade class picture, he'd have the exact same haircut. I think you're right. It, it could be—that's the only way his hair grows. I don't know. So this story is absolutely shocking. Um, they mentioned that in this uh, city in Pakistan, kind of medium-sized city, uh, ratadero is the name of it. Probably not pronouncing it right, but. There were about 900 kids who were bedridden with raging fevers that resisted treatment, and the parents were frantic. Everybody knew a family with a sick child. And the diagnosis comes, the city is the epicenter of an HIV outbreak that was overwhelmingly affecting children. At the very least, 900 kids under the age of 12 in the city have HIV now. Um, and it's it's probably many more, um, and... and it's at least one in every 200 residents for this city. Jeez. And they, the 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 government, such as it is in Pakistan, uh, descended on the city to investigate. They discovered that many of the infected children had gone to the same pediatrician, oh. this Mozaffar Gangro, who served the city's poorest families. You could go see him at, I think it was something like, oh, 20 cents a visit. That's how poor these people right. are. 20, Twenty cents a throw to go see the pediatrician, right. but he reused all his needles over and over and over again with no cleansing process. Now he's denied this, but he absolutely did it. Um, one father is quoted as saying, um, "When he the the guy grabbed, he was rummaging through the trash for a syringe to use on his kid, and he protested, and the doctor snapped at him." said, you're too poor to pay for a new one. If you don't want my treatment, go to another doctor. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and now health officials are saying he's unlikely to be the sole cause of the outbreak because visiting health workers saw many cases of doctors reusing syringes and IV needles. Those of you who are America haters, look, we have our sins, we have our flaws, but we built a hell of a good country here. So many cases of doctors reusing syringes and IV needles... Barbers take the same razor to the faces of multiple customers without cleansing them in any way Roadside dentists Aye Which is my new band, by the way Roadside dentists crack away at patients' teeth on sidewalks with unsterilized tools Welcome to Pakistan, friends Woo! That has dropped right off the list of my potential vacation destinations Final Thoughts
2: with A-N-G.
0: Yeah! Now here's your host, me, Joe Getty, for Final Thoughts. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Final thought.
3: Yeah, my mom and dad are coming over to my place to use my shower since they have no electricity. So i got to hide my dirty magazines. i got to buy <laughs> Hot Pockets to feed them, go get some soap, and scrub those tubs. Oh,
1: boy.
0: <laughs> uh, Marshall Phillips,
1: your final thought. Well, you know, I am uh, continuing to move product as I am getting ready to someday sell my house. And so I've got a very exciting dump run and Indian casino adventure plan for later today. Wow, wow. Lifestyles of
3: the rich and famous. A positive show on your final thought. Yes, this past weekend I went to my local uh, warehouse uh, grocery store and I stocked up. I have so many Hot Pockets in my freezer right now. It is unbelievable. I'm about as happy as I can get. Very good. Wow, the power gets
0: cut off, you're going to have to nuke them all up. Uh, oh, so they cold. Back. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see. My final thought is I love the hashtag WAPO death notices after their incredibly soft and cuddly... Uh, Obituary for al bag uh, Ben Shapiro with one of my favorites. Voldemort, a steer wizard who overcame a severe facial deformity to achieve dark lordship, dead at 71. The WAPO needs to explain what happened and how it happened. And how they have a staffer on hand who's so either anti-Trump or anti-America that he portrayed al-Baghdadi as some sort of quiet religious scholar in the headline. Unreal. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the inspirational tape from Al Sharpton, Uh, the top WAPO death notices, Um, see the World Series fan who saved his beers by catching a foul ball with his chest, (laughs) And all the podcasts and everything. Armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've
0: sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
2: Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
1: be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words,
2: it's over for me.
0: Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you
1: want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Al Baghdadi, Baghdadi, bag
0: Armstrong and Getty.